Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where you watch a different horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. God bless, Benjamin. I know we're we're 10 episodes in to the Friday the 13th series. What are you about to say to me? But it really should be, and we watch a new Friday the 13th movie every week. Dude, the audience, I'm going to give the audience a spoiler. I just edited an episode where you started it with the exact same shit. I know, I remember saying this at the beginning, and you were like, fuck you, I just came up with this new one. That same thing here. Yeah, well. Maybe you should write my intros from now on if you want a better one. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to do that, go for it. I man. don't want to, but I'm glad that's the, the that's the minimum amount of work yeah. that is required for this. Yes, for sure. Well, I know I just asked you this off the podcast. Yep. But obviously... No one heard that but me and Piper. So I'm gonna ask you again: Are you excited to watch Jason X today? Yes because and no. You kind of already know about this film. Yeah, yeah. I know the premise, and it's exciting. But before we get to Jason X, mm-hmm. something I want to talk about that I forgot that I said. So you know, we record these like out of order and stuff, and like we don't record them out of order. Well, we record them like well in advance. Yes. So like those are two very different y- concepts, it's fair. though. In an episode that I'm editing right now, I mentioned that I'd be really mad if Jason started doing magic bullshit. I was right. Wow, remember when he started doing magic bullshit? Yeah, in fucking, what was that, nine? Ugh. Well, it depends on what you're considering magic bullshit. All the stuff in nine with the with the knife and the all that. Ugh. Get out of here. Like, uh, just like, I'm just saying, I stuck to my guns do without we, thinking about it. Do we count the stuff the little kid Jason did in eight? I don't is like that to magic count bullshit? eight for anything. Oh, that's fair. Personally. That is, that is completely fair. So, yeah, I'm just saying I've stayed very consistent without even trying in this show. Like, to be consistent by my opinions. Well, uh-huh, sure. I, it's <laughs> true, though. say that. I'm not lying. Except for the whole, okay, I know what you're about to bring up, and if you're going to, it's fine. Because you're right. <laughs> and it was not purposeful. Uh-huh. At all. Sure. Anyways, you, you, you ready to do part, part 10? Yeah, man. Or I'm sorry, Jason X. Jason X. We can't call it Friday the 13th Part 10 for legal reasons. Yeah. We won't get sued, but New Line Cinema will. Also, Bob. What? Uh, for, for nothing. You don't have any money. <laughs> You're right, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so broke. All right. Well, let's let's do let's do this. All right, so Jason X came out in 2001. Wow, we finally crested the year 2000. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of had to happen eventually. It did eventually. You're right. It's but where are we at in the timeline? That's the question. Ah. We'll find out. It's a great question. I actually wrote it down. <laughs> oh, nice. But I'm not going to tell you. Cause okay. We'll just wait until we actually watch the movie. I mean, fair. came out in 2001. Uh, I think there was some weird stuff with release, though. Because I think it came out in 2001, but came out in 2002 in the States. Oh, okay. I think that's how it worked. That's weird. Normally, like, it, like America gets the initial release of a film. Yeah. And then, like, it'll go international later. But don't quote me on that. Okay, I, I won't. I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Anyways, description. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Spacing. <laughs> that's a... Uh, that's dumb. 
That's dumb. But it's honestly a great description, right? It's not bad. Because it's space Jason. Yeah. You could have just said Jason goes to space, but combining them is funnier. Space. Space. It's way better than Hallucinate Jason, which I fucking hate. All right. It's an hour and 32 minutes long. Huh? It's rated R. Nice. IMDb gave it a 4.4 out of 10. I don't care about these scores anymore. Tomato meter gave it a 19%. Okay. Audience score of 25%. These scores mean nothing in these films now. No, they mean something. They don't mean anything to me, I personally. One nomination. Notable actors. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Uh, Lexa Doig as Rowan. She played Andromeda Ascent from Andromeda. She was on 109 episodes from Damn. 2000 to 2005. Uh, Lisa Ryder as KM14. Uh, they played Becca Valentine from Andromeda. They were also on 109 episodes from 2000 to 2005. Chuck Campbell as Sunaran. Uh, he played a customer in In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, that's something I want to watch. You want to watch everything. It's true. We don't get around to stuff fast enough on this podcast. Well, that's not true. You don't want to watch everything. No, that's, that's true. There are some things I draw the line at. Jonathan Potts as Professor Braithwaite. He played Rick Daigle in Still Mine. Peter Mensa as Sergeant Brodsky. He played a messenger in 300. Melissa Aid as Janessa. She played Sally in Interstate 60, Episodes of the Road. Melody Johnson as Kinza. Played Julie in The Virgin Suicides. Philip Williams as Trevor Crutchfield. He played the head custodian in Goodwill Hunting. Derwin Jordan as Waylander played Raleigh Jordan from Nightman. <laughs> uh, he's on 22 episodes from <laughs> 1998 to 1999. <laughs> Are you just laughing because you think that's a sunny joke? No, it, I mean, it is a sunny joke. It is innately a sunny joke because it's called Nightman. Okay, first of all, I, I want to mention two things here. Um, Nightman is one word. Yeah. Uh, if you look up the title of the television show, on IMDb, it comes up as one word. Yeah. But the man is capitalized. Oh, that's egregious. Right? That is insane. But also, probably the most insane thing about this is the character design for the TV show. Okay. For Does Nightman. it look like the Nightman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I'm going to show it to you, and then I'll describe it for the audience. Okay. Uh, and if you're if you're interested, you can just go look it up, because it is it's something else. Oh my god, what the fuck? It looks like someone got a Batman costume. Okay. Gave him a red cyborg eye. <laughs> yeah. And then left his hair out. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. He looks stupid. Is Batman if he was a cyborg with a wig? Hope that's appreciated. <laughs> I I appreciated it. It was funny. Don Tiefenbach as Azrael. Uh, he played the hippie student in Harold and Kumar Go the White Castle. Probably the best Harold and Kumar movie. It's very good. David Cronenberg. Oh, why Why is he in this? As Dr. Wimmer. Uh, he played a gynecologist in The Fly. Boo. I'm going to clarify for the audience. Was that about the gynecologist part or The Fly? The Fly. <laughs> okay. I don't care about gynecology. He <laughs> just went, Ugh. I mean, uh, people could be... Gynecologist, I don't care. I know it, you, you just didn't clarify about your distaste, and I was like, maybe I should help Bob out here. Of course, it was about the fly. Everyone knows I don't interest myself in that film. 
I'm, I'm, I don't know. It could have been about something else. <laughs> it could have, but it wasn't. Boyd Banks as Goddard. He played Tucker in Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 one. God damn it. Yeah, basically, if I ever say Dawn of the Dead and it's a newer movie, it's probably the remake because most of the actors in a film like this aren't super old. Mm. No, that makes sense. Christy Angus as Adrian Hart. Uh, she played the wheelchair girl in White Chicks. Yanni Gelman as Stoney played Lewis in 47 Meters Down. Oh, what is that one? That's the one where they're in a shark cage. Nope. And it gets lowered. <laughs> That's what and I then thought. The, the wire snaps. Nope. Fuck that. Robert A. Silverman as Dieter Perez uh, played Benjamin Pierce in Scanners. Barna Mores as Private Kicker. Uh, they did Stunts on Wrong Turn, uh, the 2003 one. Dylan Burke as Private Briggs played a police photographer and Bait. Todd Farmer as Private Dallas. Played Frank the Trucker in My Bloody Valentine, 2009. <gasps> Once again, Bob. These motherfucking remakes are pissing me off. We just had this conversation. To I be honest, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that as a surprise. We'll get there. Steven Lukescu as Private Condor. They did stunts in The Shape of Water. Thomas oh. Seniak as Private Sven. Uh, they played a Secret Service agent in... Exit Wounds. Amanda Bruegel as Private Gecko. Played Jennifer in Infinity Pool. I don't want to watch that film. <laughs> All you know about it is there's Infinity Pool. I don't care. <laughs> I saw about 10 seconds of a teaser trailer, and I wanted to fucking rip my skin off. It made... Well, you'd fit right in with that movie, then. It You want to rip your skin off. gives me the heebus-jeebus. I can't handle it. Can't wait until we watch Hellraiser, Bob. Oh, I don't want to watch Hellraiser. You're not man. gonna like that one. No, I know. I know. I don't know. Cotton loves Hellraiser. He's always talking to me about Hellraiser. It just kind of reminded me when you said rip your skin off. <laughs> Jeff Geddes is Private Samuel Johnson. Uh, played Ethan Slattery from Odyssey Five. It's on two episodes in 2003. Finally, Marcus Perillo as Sergeant Marcus. Uh, they did stunts on Johnny Mnemonic. That is so fucking many people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of characters in this film, and they're not all, like, super memorable, mm. but unlike most Friday films, most of them actually have at least one or two lines. Oh, okay. Enough to be like, oh, I should probably mention them. Okay, that's cool. I, I was wondering if this film was going to have the same problem that Five had. Whether you listed a, bunch, a shit ton of people just because they're really memorable, or if you listed a shit ton of people because, like, Jason's going to kill a shit ton of people. I'm hoping both. for both. Director's James Isaacs. Uh, he also directed Pig Hunt. Uh, and then the writer's Todd Farmer, who, he's in this movie as an actor. No. Oh. He's the guy who I mentioned who was the trucker. Oh, okay. In the My Bloody Valentine mm. uh, 2009 remake. Okay. Um, and he was actually also in that movie. Uh, because he also wrote that movie. Oh, shit. Like, he wrote this oh, one. Oh, man, I hope so. this movie's well written. Because <laughs> I, I love that movie. Like, the original. But yeah, but that, that'll that tell you about how it... Oh. Although that is years later. Like, eight years after he wrote this film. Okay, that's fair. People can get better. Budget estimated at $11 million. Oh! oh. <laughs> that 
That's so much money. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's so much money. Uh, with the box office of seventeen million. Oh, it's about seventeen uh, million point zero seven. But you know, oh, that there was, sucks. There were some issues with release for this film. Okay, from what I know, like I think it got completed and then wasn't released for like eighteen months. Damn, that's a long time to sit on a completed film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I I didn't look too much into it, but. My from my understanding, what it was is that the guy from New Line, mm-hmm. who was kind of like, I don't want to say in charge of the project, but kind of like overseeing it. Mm-hmm. I say he died. Oh, that sucks. Or he retired. One of those is it's way one of better the than the other. Anyways, basically, the guy who would have been like, "Yeah, let's release this film," wasn't there, and mm. so it just kind of sat in production hell for a while. That blows, dude. And before it got released, it like w- a copy of it got leaked, kind of like the Rob Zombie situation oh. with the Halloween movie. Yeah. And you remember what it did for that, where oh. it was like really, really popular on torrent sites for a while. It was like the number one most torrented movie. God um, damn it. So it did really, really well there. And then when it eventually released, it didn't do well in theaters because a shit ton of people had already seen it. So Oh, that feels so bad. No, yeah. I mean it doesn't have great reviews, so I'm sure it's not gonna be like no, but man, it got killed by these it, torrenting sites. It shows that it probably would have made a lot more money yeah. than it ended up making because mm-hmm. people probably would just go. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's called Jason X. Yeah, that name goes so hard. Because I mean, the last one made what 15 million, so it definitely made more than that one. Yeah. Either way, obviously, country of origin, United States. I'll give you the upgrade afterwards. So I think the only give me the what now? I'll give you the tagline. <laughs> you said upgrade. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> I was like, hold on, what? I don't give know me why the I upgrade. said that. Okay. Oh, I think I was thinking about the budget, and now it was an upgrade for the last movie by okay. like four times. I was so confused. I was what was like, the budget on the last one? I don't know. You high. have the notes. No, I was just looking at it. Yeah, three million. God damn, almost four times. No, wait, that was, yeah, three million. Almost four times the budget. Anyways. Uh, the only real real fact I want to talk about before we get into the movie is why this film was made. Okay. Because I have established at this point that they've been trying to make Freddy and Jason for a while. Yeah, they have. In fact, didn't I say they were trying to make it way back in Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah. And then when it got sold to New Line, they were like, yeah, we can actually do it now. Mm-hmm. And then they made The Final Friday instead because yep. they didn't have it ready. And then they teased it at the end of that film and mm-hmm. then didn't make it for the next one? And then they didn't make it for this one because basically they couldn't decide on a script. And remember, the last film came out in 1993. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, it's been seven years. Because I'm assuming around 2000, this went to production. Probably. And they were like, maybe, maybe we should make something else to keep the franchise alive. Mm-hmm. Until we are finally ready to do Freddy versus Jason. So they made this. Okay. Fair enough. Kind of a similar reason that they made the last movie. Yeah. Which is kind of horrifying. <laughs> that du- Look, I'm just hoping they throw away all the bullshit from the last film. Make it non-canon. I mean, essentially, right? They have to. Except for the, the ending. Potentially. Well, they have to make the ending non-canon. Because how the fuck does this happen? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyways, we're we're gonna watch um Jason X now. So yeah. we'll see well, you uh, after. See you guys in a minute. Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching Jason X. Yep. Okay. Bob liked it. Spoilers. You know. I didn't even get to say anything yet. Yeah, well, we all knew. I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie. It was better than I expected it to be. Right, but you set your bar pretty low, I think. The bar was low, but it exceeded my expectations in That's a couple fair. ways. Alright, spoilers, right? But I'm I'm gonna do a quick rundown of the plot and then we'll get into our actual discussion. But the plot is very, very simple for how egregious the story needs to be because, like, surprise, surprise, if you don't know, Jason X is set in space, so they need to get Jason from Earth into space somehow. Yes, and they do. there's really two ways it could have gone. It could have gone, all right, we're going to throw him on a rocket ship and he's going to go up to the ISS. Yeah. Or he's going to be on, like, an actual futuristic spaceship. And the movie is obviously going to go with the futuristic spaceship one because that's much cooler yes, than the ISS is. thing, uh, I think. But what it could have done, and I think this would have sucked, is just gone, okay, he's in space now. Yeah. No explanation. It, they totally could have done that. They totally could have done that, and it would have been fine. It would honestly be pretty par for the franchise. But it would have been disappointing. Yes. So instead, they actually kind of explain it. Mm-hmm. Basically, the film starts in the future... For 2001. Uh, and I, I mentioned this to Bob during the movie. They very specifically set the movie like almost a decade from the time of like production. Mm-hmm. So that very specifically it would not mess up the timeline. Yeah. Not that this is a timeline that needs to make sense anyways. Not at all. But very specifically they knew they were going to make Freddy versus Jason in the next couple years. And so they set it specifically after Freddy vs. Jason. So now it's not a problem. So it wouldn't be a problem timeline-wise. Which, again, definitely didn't need to do that for the Friday the 13th series. This timeline's already a fucking mess. But kind of nice, I will say. It is nice. The forethought there was nice. But anyways, it starts in... And this is where I have an issue. The movie is kind of a little funky with times. Even though they very explicitly give us dates... There's some they kind of like contradict themselves in a couple places. I don't know if you noticed. For instance, basically everything you could find online says the start of this movie takes place in 2008. Yeah, right? But it's mentioned later on that they captured Jason first in 2008 mm. and then they worked on him, which seems to imply time passed. So it uh. could be post 2008. Also, spoiler here. Basically Jason ends up getting frozen in cryogenic sleep mm-hmm. alongside this other woman. Which, I, again, cool way to get him to a future. Yeah, for sure. Because he's just cryogenically frozen. And then some people from the future find their bodies and then take them to their spaceship and then reanimate them with reanimation tech. Which I think is really cool because they make a note of the fact that reanimation tech is a pretty recent thing. Yeah. Like last hundred years or so. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. Uh, but what I was going to say is going back to like the 2008 thing, Rowan, the woman who's frozen with Jason mentions the fact that they captured him in 2008 um, and then worked on him for a while because originally their plan was to like kill him and then since they couldn't kill him freeze him yep um, which is you you mentioned the reason you think he was just kept on ice and the government never went back to like unfreeze him is because they were like fuck it not our problem anymore yeah once he's frozen as long as it's stable who fucking cares yeah which I, I think is a good reasoning for why he's just 
still there. Yeah, because why would you ever unearth that? Like, leave that down there, frozen forever, because if you release him, so many campers are going to die. Yeah, I think they say 200 people. I think it's 200 confirmed kills, Yeah, which means there's probably more. They raised it up by, like, 120 from the last movie. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Uh, Anyways, I keep getting distracted. But uh, they mentioned they, they picked him up in 2008, and then they worked on him for a while, which implies that, at least to me, it's probably after 2008. I mean, theoretically, it could still be 2008, right? I mean, sure. But the line that really makes me feel like it might be later is the fact that when the uh, the expedition party that eventually like picks up Jason and Rowan from Earth is like looking at the cryo room, mm-hmm. KM, which is the android in this movie because obligate robot in a sci-fi series, examines the, um, the cryopod and says the model's a 2010 thing. Oh yeah, All that's those specifics true. are like on I- on production are iffy, and that line's kind of weird because it implies that it maybe could have been made earlier as by, by like specifically the government, and then it didn't go into production until later on. Yeah, but the fact that they say specifically 2010 kind of makes me lean towards the fact that it starts later than 2010. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just gonna say 2008 to be safe. Yeah, I mean, that's the date they give us. That's a known date, and that's the date they give us. I I, I just wanted to point out that it doesn't make sense entirely. But anyways, the rest of the movie takes place in, I think it's 2455. Yup. Which is kind of cool. Although, again, they kind of do some weird stuff with that date, too. Like what? Uh, They just kind of, like, when they're talking about, like, how long Rowan's been frozen... They say, like, 250 years. No, they they said 450, like, every time. No, yeah, 450. Yeah. You're right, but that'd be, that's wrong. I think they're just guesstimating. Like, not, but they're just rounding, you know what I mean? I know, they're just like, rounding. Because, like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be honest, it's a mouthful to go, like, 457, like, who cares about the exact, around 450. I know, I, I'm just saying. I'm just being picky. I mean, you can be picky all you want. Uh, I yeah. honestly don't care. Anyways, <laughs> the cold open is, like, set in... 2008 or so. Yeah. And then Jason and Rowan get frozen. Mm-hmm. And so the rest of the movie takes place once this expedition crew, which is very specifically and very funnily, a professor, mm-hmm. his, like, students, I assume, like, grad students. Yeah, I mean, I and, so. like, their military escort have basically picked up Jason and Rowan, reanimated Rowan because she was safe and mm-hmm. she looked like she was still alive. Started experimenting on Jason to do, like, an autopsy and have taken them onto their spaceship to fly through space to return to um, Solaris, the nearest spaceport. And very specifically, people on the ship start boning because there's horny college kids. Yep. And the sound of an orgasm wakes Jason from his cryo sleep and he starts killing. I don't think uh, Benjamin thinks that. And that's okay. Thinks what? That <laughs> the sound of an orgasm is what woke Jason up. No, like, very explicitly, how the scene is shot is a person orgasms, they echo the sound effect, and Jason sits up. Yeah, but that's more, like, fan service than real. No. Like, Bob, that's actually what woke him up. You don't have to like it, but that's just what ri- happened. It's just ridiculous. Well, it actually makes a lot of sense. I, ugh. 
Because that's his thing. He kills horny teens. I know. And so the fact that the thing that would bring bring him back to life is horny teens it's just so is weird. really on the nose. It is. I don't like when stuff is like that most of the time. Well, Sometimes. It just depends. It works in this movie. But yeah, so that's the rough summary. Uh, we're going to discuss the film. If you haven't seen it, I guess go watch it. You know, Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's, it's one of those movies where like the concept is egregious. Yeah. I mean, it's Jason in space. For sure. But it's it's pretty well done, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, because if it did, it would be awful. <laughs> like, it would be all, near unwatchable. So if you're prepared to watch something that's a little goofy, um, yeah. you should have a good time. But I guess we'll we'll just discuss it straight off the bat. I just want to say Jason looks so much better in this oh, one. Man, he looks so much better in this than one. Than he did in 9. Yeah. He looked, I did not like, we said this, his design on 9 is well done, and it's cool, but it's not what I wanted out of Jason. No. He doesn't look in any way, design-wise, what I would like. In this, man, he looks cool. Yeah, he kind of, the the way I'd like to describe him is he kind of looks like if he was a kind of like backwoods survival guy that just got really old and grungy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like his outfit's just kind of worn it down and he's got hair but it's like the really short like old man hair kind of thing going on. Yeah. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of part 2 Jason but like with the hockey mask kind of fused to his face. Yeah, and like weathered and like and just weathered. Yeah. Like he's seen some shit. And I mean, of course he has. He's committed some shit. He also has the part 3 hockey mask and scar. Yeah. He has the, all the damage with the from the damage machete swipe. That's an axe. Yeah. Anyways, looks pretty cool. He's pretty rad in this film. Do you want to guess the the Jason actor? Well, we all I know it's Kane Hodder. Yeah, I've know I've known for sure that I was gonna get this one right from the start because I knew Kane Hodder was Jason in Jason X. And do you know what's so interesting about him playing uh, Jason in this film? What's that? It's his last Jason. No, he's not. Yep. No, are you messing with me? No, I'm not messing with you. This is the last uh, Kane Hodder film for Jason. That's so sad. He's so good, though. Ended it on Jason X, so, yeah. Man, that's upsetting. I assumed he would have done 11. I knew he wasn't I knew he wasn't the Jason in 12. Yeah. Because that was the remake. That sucks, because I think he's probably my favorite Jason actor that we've seen. Like, I mean, that's fair. He's the only one who's done it consecutively, too. He's also just, like, he breathes so much, like, life into the character that I didn't know a, a lineless man could have. Yeah. It just sucks that, like, out of his four movies, they all kind of suck. Yeah, they're not the best. Like, this is the best one, and that should tell you something. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean... You could argue Seven. Seven's decent, but Seven has its own issues. Seven has a lot of separate problems. But I do like telekinetic teenagers. Me too. I'm sorry. Legally distinct telekinetic teenagers. So, yeah. Standard Jason looks really cool in this mm-hmm. film. And then we get to see... Again... Big spoilers here. Oh, okay. Cool. I didn't know if we were talking about this. I'm just going to bring it up. They do a sci-fi version of Jason. Yeah, I mean, they're going, he's going to space. He might as well. Eventually in this film. And is that, it's near the end, so I'm sorry if this is a spoiler for you guys, but he, he's called Uber Jason. I hate the name. Bob Socks. So, anyways, Uber Jason, great name, but he's basically like Cyborg Jason. Mm-hmm. He it's looks cool. so cool. He also, I mentioned it, he has a space machete in this. It's like a sci-fi machete. It's pretty cool. It's it's pretty decent. 
I like it. It's not my favorite. I prefer the standard machete more. Really? It does, however, the thing I like about it is it's not a standard machete. It looks like his machete from... Two. Uh, two. Which has the hook. Which has the hook, which kind of looks like the machete from Bay of Blood. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that style of machete. I think it's very interesting looking. I think I think what I love about the mach- the space machete, at least, is it's really shiny. Which means, like, when they get really good shots of it, like, reflecting when he, like, slashes people and stuff. And I just think that stuff's cool. Oh, I, I was going to say, I think the coolest part about the space machete is just it's so egregious. Yeah. It's just he's in space and he finds a space machete. Yeah, why it's not? Just, it's awesome. Why not? It's That's fun. a lot of this film is going, he's in space, why not? Right. And um, I, I do think, though, at the end of the day, it's pretty great that he just finds his old machete. Yeah. I mean, there's an old, amazing scene with that. Old reliable. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention Uber Jason. He's, he's really cool looking. Some pretty heavy... Uh, costuming though apparently oh, yeah. it was kind of hard to move in because it's so big i mean he's fucking huge and like some of the so it's like a hard shell on large parts of kane hotter's body mm-hmm. and from what i heard it's like the same stuff they would use to make like car bumpers out of he's got to be durable my guy so it's it's like some pretty stiff material that's awesome but it's just intimidating he's got these big red contacts in yeah He's got a fucking sick-ass mask. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where, like, I really like the look of Uber Jason, but it is very distinctly sci-fi Jason. He looks like Predator. And if you don't like sci-fi Jason, you're not going to like it. Also, he doesn't look like Predator, Bob. The mask totally looks like Predator. Bob, have you ever seen the Predator movies? No. I've seen so pictures see, of Predator. There you go. Eh, have you? Yes. Whatever. It's like a silver hockey mask. Anyways, aside from that... I think the next big thing to talk about that also looks really good are some of the kills in this movie. Holy shit. Kind of one of the nice things about the later Friday the 13th movies is they don't really get as chopped by the MPAA. No. I think because they're so late in the series that A, there's less interest in the series, so the MPAA is less focused on them, but also because it's so close to the current era where people are more accepting of, like, gore and stuff in movies. I mean, yeah. And so more stuff is able to slip by. Like, I mean, Nine, not a great movie. No. I, I Personally, I don't really like it. No, but it has a lot of gore compared to some of the earlier lot, movies. Which I was a fan of. Because they were just able to leave it in. I'd argue this film has more. Oh, for sure. And... Uh, I I told Bob this during the movie. I think the reason it has more is because this is just a straight-up sci-fi movie. And being a sci-fi movie, it just automatically feels less realistic. And I think you're just able to slip in more gore and stuff because there's, like, a disconnect between the audience and what you're watching because you know it's not real. But it's still so cool. No, yeah, I'm just saying I think that's why you can get, like, more gore into a sci-fi film. No, that makes sense. Why more would be able to, like, slip through. But... Yeah, there's so much in this film. It's awesome. It's mostly that they they do something we don't get to see a lot in the series, but they hold on effects. Mm-hmm. They so hold you, on stuff. It looks so cool, man. They really get to see them, but there's some some sick kills, dude. Um, oh, this has some of my favorite kills in the entire franchise. Not to like spoil anything too hard, uh, but there's a couple like just head smashes, smashes, bro. Just heads disappearing. It's awesome. So good. So cool. The first one might be the most iconic kill. I, definitely in this movie. Oh, yeah. But potentially in the, the series. I don't... I mean, it's really, really good. It's just really good. There there are tons of, like, moments in this film where I went, 
Jesus Christ, where has this been this entire franchise? We're ten movies in, and I wanted to see this the whole time. I mean, it, there's stuff like this in the franchise. We, it's just on extras on Blu-rays because yeah. they get cut. Which sucks, because I'd love to see it. So, yeah, gore's pretty good. Is there anything else you want to mention that's, like, really good? Really good? I would say something that I really enjoyed about this film is, and you said it earlier, it is a sci-fi movie, essentially. Oh, no, not essentially. It, it's a sci-fi slasher. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I had the bar set really, really, really low for all the space stuff and all the sci-fi elements. That's fair, because they could have totally taken this concept and just been like, let's not try. Yes, they tried. They do try. And a lot of it actually turns out so much better than I was expecting. Yeah, I think you said you really liked the way everything looks, like, sci-fi set-wise. Yeah, it all looks cool. Like, all the, like, different dudes' weapons, their armor, all the different, like, doors. Like, just basically, it reeks of early 2000s sci-fi, but that's something that I enjoy. So I'm just, like, I was loving it the whole yeah. time. I- I'm going to I'm gonna give the counter-opinion here of, you can really tell they tried with all the, the setting and sci-fi stuff, but I will say it does look kind of cheap and fake i think part of that is the budget because like 11 million is a lot of money right especially in this franchise especially in this franchise but first of all remember this is like 2000 2001 when this was made so 11 million is a lot less than when this franchise started but also that's a very low budget for this type of movie yeah for a straight up sci-fi movie those are expensive because you have to do all custom sets and Mm -hmm. like a bunch of custom props and so what I will say is that while a lot of stuff I think kind of can look a little cheap and a little fake, especially with some of the lighting and like how plasticky some of the stuff looks, they did an amazing job of stretching their budget out to have the whole film look decent. Mm-hmm. Like I'm try I'm being kind of nitpicky when I'm saying it doesn't look amazing, but it, it looks great for the budget. And while I say it doesn't look amazing, it looks like early 2000s sci-fi, especially mm-hmm. sci-fi TV shows from the That's early 2000s. That's exactly what I was going to say. And in fact, it, it looks like pretty standard for that era, even for like the good TV shows. Yeah. And so like if you're used to those, like I kind of am. I've seen some early 2000s sci-fi and stuff. Same. You know, it, it's something you're used to and it, it won't stand out as like bad. No, it doesn't at all for me. I actually, I liked it a lot. I thought yeah. it was super fun. I think the only thing I can't defend, though, is some of the outfits. Okay. No, that's fair. You're right. Because, okay, so I say that. It's, again, one of those early, like, 2000s sci-fi tropes. Because, again, this is straight up a sci-fi movie. And so there's a lot of the sci-fi elements that are just based on what was popular in early 2000s sci-fi. And there's two things that I noticed right away in this film that are just really indicative of that time period for that subgenre. The outfits are weird. Yeah. And skimpy. Yep. Very weird and like poorly revealing. designed. Kind of look like just normal 2000s clothes. A little bit. Which is, but like cringy early 2000s clothes. And definitely skimpy. There's this one character. <laughs> is her name Jenna? No, uh, that might be Janessa. It's Janessa. I think that's right. But Janessa has like this shirt on. That has the deepest V-neck. It's not a V-neck. It goes all the way down because it it goes down to her pants. It's it's just a it's, it's just, a vest with sleeves. Yeah, that's like laced shut. But the lace is there's about like an in three it's, inches of lace between. It's each not one. laces. It's three metal bars. Yeah, I basically 
she's almost shirtless the entire film. But it's just casual, and a lot of the clothes are weird like that. People wearing like crop tops. Lots of um, a lot of the clothes look like uh, you know those hoodies you see on like the beaches, like boardwalks. Uh, what are they called? Like drug rags. Oh yeah, a lot of the clothes look like that, like that material. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, those clothes look kind of weird. Some of the more sci-fi like body armor for the military guys and the spacesuits also look a little funky. I mean, fair but enough. But again, they they look like early 2000 sci-fi suits, so it's like, whatever. I would say, for me at least, it wasn't a problem. No, yeah, if you like that, that style, you'll like it. It's not as weird as, like, the normal everyday clothes. But the most egregious thing and the most, like, early 2000 sci-fi trope that this film does is just w- crazy weird names for your future characters. Some of them. No, Bob. All of them. Some of them have normal ass names. I mean, Janessa kind of. Janessa's name is fine. It's kind of normal. But like most of the future characters, which again, I say future characters, every character that isn't Rowan or Jason, for the most part, has some weird name. Brodsky is like a last name. Brodsky's his last name. Sergeant Brodsky. He does have a first name. Okay, though. is his first name egregious? No, it's Elijah. Literal normal name! I know, Bob. Not every character can have a weird name, but the vast majority of them do. Okay. There's one named Gecko. That, like, I think One of the main characters is Sunaran. Yeah, that that one, that one's weird. I think Gecko is, like, uh... Because she was one of the military people. I think that might be, like, her, like, uh, call sign or something. No, that, that, that was probably her actual name. No. Yes. Uh, there's an Asriel, which is... Totally a Batman reference. Yeah, that was definitely a Batman because reference. Because he gets baned. He gets baned by Jason. It's kind Great. of awesome. What other names are there that's weird? Waylander. Okay, well, Waylander is just straight up mega sci-fi name. Well, no, that's a that's straight up a uh, an alien reference. Oh, is it? Yeah. Didn't catch that. There's a company in that called Wayland yutani Oh. I that's cool. That's where it comes from. But they just call them Ways the whole movie. Yeah, they call them Way. Reminds me of like... You know the navigation app? I don't know what you're talking about. Waves? Is that what it's called? I don't know what you're talking about. Like the Google Maps app, but it's not Google Maps. Oh. Waze? I don't use it. I don't know what that is. That's fine, Bob. You don't know technology. Anyways, so yeah, there's some sci-fi stuff in here. And like, depending on if you like early 2000s sci-fi, it's good or bad. A little cheesy. Outside of that, though, I don't know what to talk about here. Do you you have anything you want to add? For that's, like, decent. We haven't really talked about, like, characterization stuff or characters in general. I don't think there are any, like, atrocious ones. Most of them make sense for the people that are, like, they all feel like they should exist in the universe and are kind of just normal. Yeah, that's fair. And all of them are decently well acted. There's some, like, pretty bad lines that are delivered poorly, but that's because the lines are bad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, I think one of the hardest parts of this film, and really the the only one that really stands out to me is, like, particularly bad is the dialogue yeah and i do want to say like before i get on it too much it's a very particular style of dialogue that was popular in some circles in the early 2000s Mm. and is something that some people like but it's this very i would say self-aware self-aware uh because again this is post scream so it's also in that meta slasher era Mm -hmm. but it's self-aware but also quippy like yeah there is quips from characters at times where a character should not be quipping do that 
it's basically if you're familiar with Marvel movies and like that style of like humor where you'll have your characters like start doing quips during like intense moments where they probably shouldn't. Yeah. It's basically the precursor to that. Mhm. And basically there's just a lot of lines in this film that can come off as very cheesy. Yeah. Now, if you are going into this film with the right mindset of like not taking it too seriously, these cheesy lines I think can make it kind of funnier. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I think they can therefore be appreciated. Um but if you are trying to take like some of these scenes more seriously, a lot of these lines can really like I think ruin mm-hmm. some of the moments because like it, it really just it at least for me it's a problem I have with a lot of films that do this, especially like Marvel movies because I I think that's the one that's super popular, where you'll have characters in these very serious moments and it's like you should be afraid and then they'll say something that's a joke and it's like that wasn't you took yeah a it it's sometimes I say sometimes a lot of the times it's not funny, at least for me sure that's opinion based but it's it's really the thing of. You just took all the tension out, out of, of this the moment. scene. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple really egregious versions from that. Almost all of them come from Janessa. Janessa's by far the worst. Oh, my of God. It. She's not the only one who does it, but Janessa does no. the most amount of them. And that's because the character is written as, like, the snarky kind of asshole character. Yeah. So just fair warning, she does do the, the most, like, And some of lines. them actually are funny and work. Yeah, and some of them just don't land at all. But it, it's the fact she does so much, so many of them. But like she does a lot of them in high tension scenes, which I could maybe see the character doing as like a inappropriate way to deal with their fear. Sure, but also they're just so egregious and they take the tension out so bad. I'm trying not to spoil too much here. There's one where I'm just like, Jesus. There's one. It's Christ. one of her last lines. Yeah, I'll put it that way. That's really bad. Because it's just like, why would you say this now? Why would you say this? At all. And it's not a funny joke. But no. But it's, it's funny how bad it is. Funny how bad it like, is. Like, it's memorable. Oh, yeah. Kind of sucks. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think she has one where, like, at one point she's cornered with a bunch of other people. And instead of freaking out, she's like, you stay here and I'm going to run away. Yep. That's another and one. It's just like, it's equipped there that doesn't need to be there because it takes tension out. Mm-hmm. Or there's another one. Where someone just says someone's screwed. Oh my god. That, that one's, one's really bad, bad too. That's the thing is like, I wish they were more consistent because when they hit, they're actually good. Like there are some genuinely funny ones. Oh yeah, there's funny lines in this thing. And I, I think it's that issue of they put too many in. Yeah. And they really need to draw back. And I I think that really is a, a thing overall with this movie. It's like, first of all, you shouldn't take this movie too seriously. It's Jason in space. You should know that going in. And I, I think the film is aware of that. Because there's a lot of humor throughout the film. Mm-hmm. But the issue, I think, is just sometimes there's too much. Yeah. Because some of the humor moments like really, really work. Because the film is self-aware and it, it is poking fun at itself. But there's just some, some scenes that are just like, this didn't need to be in there. And from my understanding, I think there was just a lot of rewrites from like producers and just random people. Mm. Okay. Like, just some... Just, like, random people adding in different jokes. Yeah. Um, And then some of them work, some of them don't. Some of them are just kind of, like, in bad taste. Damn. But there's stuff in there for everyone, I guess, you know? No, that's fair. As long as you understand that it's kind of a goofy movie, mm-hmm. I think you'll find something you kind of think's funny. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Anything else you want to mention? I got one more thing I want to talk about. And we kind of mentioned it when we talked about the sci-fi stuff, but I didn't bring up this point specifically. I think this movie does a very good job 
at utilizing the fact that this is set in the future by using the technology to, like, an egregious amount, but in some of the best ways possible that I hadn't considered, and using it in ways that are really interesting and cool. Like, for instance, the way they heal uh, Rowan and Jason and everything with, like, nanobots and stuff. All that stuff is really cool. There's, like, a hollow deck that comes into play at some point. They don't call it a hollow. They don't call it a hollow deck. But it's a hollow deck. And all that stuff is really sick. I feel like they really took the potential of Jason in the future in space and milked it for everything they really could. And I appreciate that so much. Yeah, and it's it's really the thing of, like, not only do they have this futuristic stuff in there, which is kind of cool. Um, That's how you make this feel like a true sci-fi movie. But it's the fact that it's technology that isn't just used as a throwaway gag. Yeah. Because that's the cheap way you could use it. But a lot of the sci-fi tech that we do get to see throughout the film is not just used once or twice as like a throwaway like thing. It, it comes back and it mm-hmm. matters. Again, I, I'm going to say something that's a little bit more spoilery, but I think one of the best scenes in the movie uh, involves the holodeck because they introduce it very early on and, you know, it's fun. Uh, we get to see some stuff there. And then you think we're never going to see it again. Yeah, but I it, thought it was over. It comes back, and I think it's it's used for probably one of the best references, I think, in the whole film. Oh, no, it's awesome. It's definitely the funniest part of the film It's one of my me. favorite scenes in the movie. And uh, it then has probably one of the most Friday the 13th kills. Yeah. It's definitely not the most cool looking in the whole film. No. But it's probably the most Jason-esque I kill. I mean, on God, we've seen him do it before. Movie. Well, oh, but it's better. It's better. Yeah, it is better, but we've seen him do it. And yeah, just stuff like that, just using these this futuristic tech and working it into the story in a way that really, really works. And by doing that, I feel like they really maximize the potential of a Friday the 13th sci-fi film. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the real big takeaway of this movie is, like, you could have just had Jason in futuristic setting, and it would have just been a normal Friday the 13th movie, mm-hmm. but they really do try to blend the two together and give us an uber film some might say <laughs> I, oh god okay i don't really feel like we need a spoiler section for this movie no i mean we honestly. basically covered everything anyway a lot of it's just kind of cool kills and jason yeah man doing space stuff jason is fucking sick i uh, i think the only thing i'm gonna mention right now is the ending's pretty rad the ending is pretty fucking rad it's also just kind of a good wraparound yeah. And very funny. It's egregious, but also awesome. And that's kind of how this film is overall. I will say, though, that canonically, this is, like, the last scenes of this movie, and just the movie in general, is the furthest thing in the, the Friday the 13th timeline. So if they're going to do 13, and they don't want to do a remake, and they would continue with the OG timeline, you know what? I'd be completely okay with them picking up at, at the end of Jason X. That would honestly be incredible. <laughs> be so stupid. I would love it. I imagine they're just going to ignore everything that's come before. You don't think they're going to do anything with 12? Because that was a remake. It was, but it was also... That came out in 2009. Yeah. 13 isn't even in production yet. It's true. We don't know if 13 is going to happen. It'll happen eventually, but who fucking knows when. It's true. So, like, currently, it's been 14 years since that movie. Oh, what if they do one again? What if they just restart again? Because that's just what 12 was. I know, but, like, go back. Oh. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. We're going to go uh, and do our recommendations now, I guess. Okay. So, um, 
Take it away, Bobbert. I gotta start every single one of these with this one, because we're watching all 12 of these fucking movies. If you're watching these in order, and you haven't seen 10, holy shit, watch 10. X. X. I'm gonna be honest, if you were disappointed by 9, 10's a fucking upgrade. <laughs> I like this one so much more than 9. Oh my god, it's so much better. Yeah, it uh, basically solves my biggest problem with 9. Yeah, it does. Immediately. It immediately <laughs> solves my issue with 9. So that's the first one. Second one, if you like sci-fi, and you like horror, and you like slashers, this is all three of those things. They're smashed into one movie. Yeah. It's pretty fucking great. I'm going to be honest, as a fan of sci-fi, as a fan of slashers, and a fan of horror at this point, this gave me everything I wanted. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's maybe not the best movie ever. No, but here's my third recommendation. If you want a movie that is... Maybe not the best film ever, but it's super fun and enjoyable. Can't be fun. Can't be fun movie, man. I had such a good time with this one. Like, this is the most fun I've had in one in so long. I mean, I think this might just be me, and you can tell me if you feel the same way, but when I'm watching, like, a really long-running horror series like this, especially one that's been taken over by a bunch of different directors, and so it's tonally all over the place, once I get far enough in the series, it's... Usually about the killer. Like, that's the main character for me. No, yeah. But really, all I want to see is kills. And so, getting to a point where it's just, like, fun, mm-hmm. which can sometimes just mean camp, is really what I'm after. No, same. So. Because at this point, I'm going to be honest, who gives a shit about the story of Jason for the first nine movies? <laughs> because, like, it's been done. You know what I mean? I've seen it. I watched nine other films. I don't care anymore. Just show me Jason doing cool shit, and I'm good. Yeah, you just want to have a good time. And that's exactly what this film did for me. Doesn't have to be high art. Yeah, those are my recommendations. I This, man, okay. did not disappoint me at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want to watch Friday the 13th, this is the 10th one. So that sounds good to you. Go watch it. If you're looking for X character inserted into egregious <laughs> environment, i.e. <laughs> space, it's also great. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind that's also like this is what, Leprechaun in Space? Leprechaun in Space. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, spoilers, guys, for the Leprechaun franchise, not as good of a movie as this one, but that's just the Leprechaun franchise in general. Yep. Uh, we got to watch all of them, Ben. Please, no. <laughs> Aside from that, I think the, the big recommendation here, though, is like if you just want like a campy, fun slasher movie, this is great for that. And if on top of that you want some sci-fi horror, even better. Yeah. All right, Bob, give it a rating. I mean... Don't give I- it a five. I can't. Good. <laughs> Don't say good, because I could, but I won't. You shouldn't. But I won't. So, you know, Ben and I talked about This movie has problems. We've talked about a few of them. But I'm going to be very, very honest right now. This is probably the most fun I've had in one of these films since we watched, like, six. Yeah, I was going to say. Six? Well, not six for you. Well, six in hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Hindsight's 2020 and 6. I want to rewatch it soon because I feel like I'll have a much better time than I did on the episode. But it has a lot more. I think 6 is probably a better film objectively. Oh, yeah. But this really ups the camp value and, like, the funny and is a lot more over the top and insane. I mean, I think it also comes from a different environment because, like, both of these films have some more, like, meta aspects to them. Mm -hmm. But. Six was kind of doing all that stuff before it was like a big trend in horror. I mean, yeah, that came film came out in like 1986. I can tell you, 85, somewhere in there. Um, six came out 
Jason Lives, 1986. Yeah. So, I mean, that's way before Scream. Ten years, right? Ten, Yeah, ten years before Scream. So, I'm going to give this film, because of how much I enjoyed it and how much fun I had and all the sci-fi stuff that I really enjoyed, I'm going to give it a four. I like this movie. I would I would, for sure rewatch this just for fun. Yeah. And I just had a really good time. And I can I can look away from the bad cheesy lines every once in a while because some of them land and they're really, really, really funny. Fair. Okay, it's kind of a complicated boat here, right? Cause sure. Like, objectively, it's not a great movie, but I had a fun time because I, I know to go into this film, not take it too seriously, and just enjoy the cheesy campiness of what this film is while also getting to watch some cool kills and Jason just be Jason. Yeah. And so overall, I think it's very, very fun if you can get into that mindset. I will say this film has some problems, and I think we talked about them. Some of the lines... And just general camp can be an issue for some people. And then, you know, obviously, if you're not a fan of the whole sci-fi setting, it's also going to be an issue. Point being is that, like, I think this is a film where you either have a lot of fun with it and you're going to really like it. Or it's going to be a film that, like, just doesn't do it for you. Fair enough. And I, I mean, I think issues aside, objectively, it's not like a horrible film, even if it doesn't do it for you. But... I'm going to kind of look at it from the place of I'm the intended audience and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a four because, like, I I think it does a good job of just being a lot of fun and just being what it sets out to be. Just Jason in space. Just it's egregious. But you can tell there's a lot of, like, extra care put in to make it feel like it's earned Mm -hmm. that setting. And that's why it's just going to be more than a three. Because, again, for a three, it would just be Jason in space don't have to blend those two concepts together, but it did. Yeah. And it does a really good job, I think, with that. All right. Well, <sighs> I guess we're going to go to the outtakes now. Yeah. Holy shit. We're almost fucking done. Two more movies, Ben. Two more movies. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this outtake section for this episode of Aware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Jason X so far. I think this movie's super-duper fun. But if you do not want any major spoilers from this outtake section, please skip to 55 minutes and 55 seconds immediately. This first clip is actually from before the movie. Ben showed me the poster for Jason Goes to Hell while we were looking for Jason X, and here's our reaction. That poster is insane looking. <laughs> I know! I hadn't Look seen Look at the it. little worm thing coming out of his mouth! That's it's so awful. bad! That's an awful poster. This next clip is our reaction to seeing Jason jump into action for the very first time in this film. Oh, of course he's already escaped. (laughs) Oh my god! Let's go! Oh my god. Oh, that was actually pretty rad. Like Mortal Kombat-ed him. Yeah. Get over here. Oh! Jason is so good at throwing things. This next clip is our reaction to probably the most iconic kill in this entire film. Oh god, Jason, what are you going to do to her? Oh, it's soundproofed. That's actually kind of a that's a cool shot. No one's going to What is No! Jason, no! Jason, not in the not the cryo stuff. Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh! Where has that been this entire franchise? <laughs> Holy shit! That was all... Aw- Space Machete? 
Space Machete. Let's fucking go. This next clip is Ben and I laughing about some of the ridiculous lines in this film. Oh, gross. That's fair, though. A waste hose in your bunk? Yeah. I don't know about that. Mess with the engineer. Waste hose in your bunk. Waste hose in your bunk. (laughs) Sounds like a weird sex thing. (laughs) It does sound like a weird sex thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements? Benjamin. No. Just look out for the last two episodes of Friday the 13th. They come out on Saturdays and Wednesdays. I can't believe we're almost done. So we're it feels ending, so weird. We're ending the franchise. We're, we are ending the franchise. It's over. Thank God. Thank God. Never going to make it. Thank 13. Jason. <laughs> Thank Jason. Aside from that, you know, normal Friday episodes. So those come out on Fridays. That's our, that's our normal spiel. Normal show. And after... Next week, that'll hopefully be all we're doing for a while. So till October, it's great. Till October, I think it's October now. Around the time this comes out, maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyways, aside from that, you know, check us out wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places. Uh, we're also on YouTube, which, while not the most convenient place to listen to a podcast, is kind of nice because, like, we can see all your support there pretty easily. Like, you know, subscription counts, likes. It's also one of the two places where you can, like, talk to us. Uh, you can do that on the comment section of specific videos. If you want to comment, like, something specific. Or you can go over to Twitter at Beware the Board and go yell at Bob. Tell him how much his Twitter account sucks on so many levels. Oh, my God. I hate you so much. Egregious reference, but whatever. It's fine. I'm sorry, Bob. You're just kind of screwed. Oh, another bad one. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal so you can see what it is before the episode comes out and watch the movie before we do. So whenever you listen to the episode, you don't get any spoilers. And when we're being really vague... Or beating around the bush talking about stuff, you know exactly what we're talking about. Then, on Fridays or whatever an episode goes live, I always post a link to the episode on our Twitter with maybe a meme if Ben thought something was funny enough. So, if you ever missed an upload or wonder when something went live, there's always a link on our Twitter account. Last thing, check us out on YouTube Shorts and TikTok at Beware the Board. I basically go through and cut short-form content from old episodes, go through and scrub old episodes for new content, and put it up there. So, if you're into short-form content and like the show, Check us out on YouTube Shorts and at Beware the Board on TikTok. Man, I think that's it. Oh, wait. I have one more thing. Okay. I just want to mention really quick because we didn't talk about it. Sure. Uh, during the main review. KM is the robot in this, right? Yeah. And she's made by what? Sunarin? Yeah. I think that's his name. And they obviously have this weird like sexual thing going on. Yeah. And by the end are essentially a couple. I just want to mention that because I think this is, what, our second, like, weird incest Oedipus complex kind of movie on here? Whoa, 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 whoa. He made her. So, technically, she's kind of like his kid. That's weird, Ben. And also, at one point... Why'd you make it weird? At one point, she's like, who's your mommy? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Not again. We have to rewatch Blood Rage at some point. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Can that be our <laughs> yearly Thanksgiving movie? We just watch Blood Rage again? No. No? Don't make me punish you with Thanksgiving. 
I want to watch Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. Then we have to watch Thanksgiving too. Oh, a bad film. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, see you next time. Yeah, see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>